What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Chillcast, episode one of the 2018 series. Your boy, Maddie D, with Kevin, the young money, big slap, big dick, Kevin Stewart. Uh, hello. Thanks for all those kind words. Happy to be here with you tonight. Yeah, so happy to be here as well. It's the uh, first podcast of the 2018 series. We're all very excited here. Um, you know what we're really excited about, Kevin? No, please go on. Trying to beat Alec all season. Um, right. Alec Lafontaine, uh, you're going to hear a lot about him this year. He has a few picks in the first round. Uh, let's just say it's more than one. It's actually three, which is, uh, you know, excuse my language, Kevin, but here we go. Uh, it's fucking bullshit. So uh, in 2018, we're going to see a lot of players off the board in the first round, uh, such as Mike Trout, Jose Altuve, Paul Goldschmidt, Clayton Kershaw, Harper, Scherz, Rivado, Stanton, Kluber, Sale, and Rizzo. So you can see here, this year is the year. Uh, but I'm going to turn it back over to you, Kevin, to kind of intro us to what we're going to be talking about today and really getting us uh, prepped for the 2018 season. Sure. Sounds good. Actually, first, I, uh, I had this situation at work that I wanted to just say for the podcast, get your opinion, but also any of the listeners can write into our email. Um, it's just my email for the time being. But uh, anyway... So just started my new job. It's pretty cool. Um, and one of the interviewers that I had uh, interviewed me was in my office. And I just taken a shit, you know, washed my hands like any reasonable person does. And I'm walking back to my desk. They didn't have any paper towels in the bathroom. So he's like, yo, what's up, Kev- Kevin? Like, good to see you. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but I uh, interviewed you. And then he goes to shake my hands and I pulled it away. I was like, oh, shit, dude. Like, I just washed my hands. And he was like, oh, what? And I, then I started like freaking out thinking like, dude, he thinks I'm like a germaphobe, super weird. And then like had a conversation, but it was really awkward. What do you think? Uh, you know what? Honestly, it sounds fucking horrifying. Glad that was not me. You know, you know who I wish it was? Who? JJ Perna. I feel like he'd be able to roll with that pretty easily. Um, yeah, you know, he he's pretty awkward to begin with. So the fact that he could probably roll with that, how awkward it was, would uh, you know jive well with his personality. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. He'd probably handle it better than I did, at least. Anyway, just thought that was. Uh... So Kev, a uh, quick question here, uh, trivia for you: Who was in the World Series? What two teams last year? Uh, you got the Yankees. You got the Strohs. Just kidding, Strohs and Dodgers. <sighs> Thank you very much. And uh, who, who won that series? Oh, yeah, I believe it was the Astros. Pulled it out. So on the Astros, uh, who would you say was the most valuable player there? George uh, Springer went on a tear in the finals, I believe. George Springer, really? There's not a uh, second baseman you think that would be uh, number one? Nah, man, no. Nah. I think uh, every second baseman on both those teams, uh, they're overrated. So, okay. So, so you're passing on Jose Atuve, but uh, who would be – keeping George Springer this year. Is uh, anyone come to your mind with who is keeping George Springer? I think he's actually in the pool. You know what? I think you're wrong. Oh. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, wait, maybe maybe you're right. I'm not really sure to tell you the truth. Um, looking at George Springer right now, uh, he is owned by Alec LaFontaine, and he has one year left on his contract, a.k.a. he actually is up. So he is in the pool. Thank you fucking guy that Alec is not keeping him. 
yeah, that's a bit of fun trivia. Um, let's move on to our first segment. And uh, we're going to touch on some of our predictions that we had uh, early in one of our podcasts. I think it was episode three. And that was with Jake and Alec on with us from Hashtag Done, the Hashtag Done podcast. Um, so we made a couple of predictions, boom and bust, for the 2017 season. Just wanted to quickly touch upon those, see how we did. And I can pretty much say that we didn't do well. Um, I was first to pick, and I had chosen Logan Forsythe to be my boom player. And he slashed a nice 224 average, 351 on base, 327 slugging. So actually a lower slugging than on base percentage. Uh, I'm, you very rarely see that, but I was just completely wrong, and he's a garbage player. Matt, how about you? So you know what? <laughs> For my boom pick, I had young Trey Turner. And, uh, you know, looking at these stats, he had a pretty good year. He had about 11 home runs, not too bad. Uh, 75 runs scored, which is pretty nice. Uh, but the numbers I'm looking at mainly are around the stolen bases. He had 46 swipes last year with a 284 average and a 451 slugging percentage. So I think it's safe to say that Trey Turner had a very good 2017, and I'm looking for him to kind of rebound even more so in 2018 as he has Harper in his last year, in my opinion, as a national. And, uh, you know, numbers uh, with this, I think, you know, he's very young. He's going to continue to kind of blossom and, uh, you know, suck some more bags, uh, suck some more dick, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, the 46 stolen bases in, like, three-fourths of the game games played is just pretty crazy. And he also has the average, too. So I think your picks were pretty spot on. Your bust was Mark Trumbo, a Dwayne favorite. Yeah, so um, I, I really picked Trumbo just because of Dwayne, to tell you the truth. I think Dwayne gets very lucky in a lot of things. Um, you know, he, he's let's, let's get serious. He's going to get lucky again in 2018. He's probably going to pick Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is probably going to hit 65, 67 home runs. Yeah. Uh, but I picked Mark Trumbo just because what he did in 2016 was abnormal. Uh, in 2017, he went way down. He only hit about 23 home runs, still pretty good, but his average went down to 234. Uh, but the number that I was most concerned about was around his slugging percentage, and his slugging his slugging percentage went down to about 397, just under uh, the 400 mark. Um, that was actually about 53 or 54 points lower than Trey Turner hit for slugging. So, you know, you can do the math there. Um, Mark Trumbo, I think he's not going to have a great year in 2018 either. I think he's going to continue to go down. Great 2016, but um, kind of a one-hit wonder there. I would pass on him hard this year. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's looking like the arrow's pointing down for him. Um, I, I would say that you were the only guy that was really spot on with these these predictions, so good work. Feel good about yourself. Next up was Jake. So his he had, he had a couple of one-liners that I marked down here, but his boom player was Adam Duvall, who did pretty decent, um, probably like right around replacement level for an outfielder. And... Uh, Jake had said he's going to lead the league in homers. Mark it down, Davini. So that was a call out directly to you. It seems like you don't have to mark this one down, and that's, that's probably good to hear. Yeah, you know what? Adam Duvall um, thought he was going to do a little bit better this year. I think he had a very short swing this year. Uh, didn't really make hard contact looking at his bad bit. Uh, wasn't too hot compared to his career numbers, but honestly – a 284 average isn't bad. Um, the thing that I was most concerned about was on base percentage. 
It was just about a .338. Um, his career average is a little bit over 3. Point, uh, sorry, .35. So it did went down a little bit, but um, looking at his home run total, 31 home runs is not that bad. Um, I think he can obviously rebound a little bit more. So I'm looking for him to actually have a better year in 2018 than he did in 2017. Gotcha. Yeah, I could see that as well. He is a guy I'm going to look out for in the mid-rounds, I guess. Um, and then Jake's bust uh, prediction was Nelson Cruz, who literally almost hit with the exact same stats as last year. Um, so just another garbage prediction from our friends here on the Chillcast with us. Uh, and Jake had said there's not a chance in hell that he repeats. So I don't exactly know what that means, but uh, it's, it's not good. We have Alec, so he only made a bust prediction, and that was Daniel Murphy. I can't remember if he traded him away or what happened with that, but um, for some reason he just has this vendetta against Mr. Murphy, and that's... I'm sorry to hear that. He said he's too old, and then he made a, a very rash accusation here, a strong chance of PEDs. Uh, but, of course, Daniel Murphy went on to continue his hot streak, I guess, two, three seasons, seasons long at this point, so... He, Better for 322, 23 home runs, just kind of contributed across the board. Um, that's another failed pick on our end. And you would think you would get kind of lucky with these, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Yeah, honestly, with Daniel Murphy, um, that, that's two straight years of batting over 320. Um, two years ago, he had batted at 346. This past year, he batted at 322. His slugging percentage has actually been over uh, uh, 540 the past two years as well. Um, it did obviously go down last year. Um, pretty much his batting average, um, base percentage and slugging percentage all went down. Uh, in addition, his home run total only went down by about two, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, so I think overall, Daniel Murphy's been very consistent over the past two years. Uh, if you're looking at the past kind of five years in general, um, he hasn't batted lower than about a 285. Um, so I think he's a very steady player. He's only about 32 years old, so he's still in his prime, I would say. Um, I think this is probably his last year where he's going to be posting very, very good numbers, especially with uh, Harper um, and a few other of those national fuckboys. So I would say uh, I, I'm buying on Daniel Murphy again this year, but after this year, I'd be very skeptical. You think so? Think he's going to fall off? Uh, I mean, honestly, again, he's 32 years old right now. Next year he's going to be going into a 33, 34-year-old season. Yeah. I think it's more going to be what's he going to do this year in terms of batting average. Right. Um, if the number continues to go down this year even more so than what it did this past year, then I'd be skeptical. But um, he's a very solid player. He's he's played in 130 at least games in his entire career. The past two years has been about a 144, 142-game player. So very durable. Um, I'm expecting him to have a good year, like I mentioned. But after this, skeptical. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, um, and I don't want to. I want to keep myself honest. I just happened to skip over my bust prediction. Don't think I mentioned it, but I predict that Jose Altuve would fall off a cliff, and I'm just embarrassed to have made that prediction. Um, so let's not talk about it anymore. Yeah, Kevin. To be honest, uh, I'm not really sure where you were uh, getting at with that because uh, Altuve is the man. So. I yeah I I kind of thought that his power, sorry, kind of thought that his power would fall off, as well as stolen bases. But he's in that high-powered lineup, and he's got a lot of spunk. He proved me wrong on both accounts. 
Kev, I was uh, going to tell you who's your number one first baseman heading into 2018. Who would you tell me that is? I've been looking recently. I think it was Joey Votto. Joey Votto, really? Okay. Um, who would you say is number two? Um, probably have to go with Goldschmidt. And with Goldschmidt, how old do you think he is going into his 2018 season? Mm. I'm going to say 31. You're actually off by a little bit in a good way. Uh, he's actually only going to be 30 years old. Two straight years of exactly 297 baseball. Um, his slugging percentage actually went up last year, but he has not hit under 33 home runs since 2012 when he first entered the league. Um, actually, he's been around the 34 home run mark the past couple of years. Um, he had a really good year last year, pretty much posted his second best RBI total uh, at 120 RBI with 34, sorry, 36 home runs. Um, and again, that 563 slugging percentage. So Goldschmidt, I think is obviously a first round draft pick. I think he's going to go in the top 10. Um, if I was picking, I would definitely pick him because he is a very good baseball player. And definitely swipe bags as well. Um, hasn't posted under 18 uh, stolen bases in the past three years. So couple that with all those home runs, you got an elite player right there. Yeah, totally agree. You see, so you think first round? Can you see, see him going in the top six? Uh, depends. I mean, it, it depends who's at six. If you have Fran Davini at six, you know, he's probably going to get Duda. Um, <laughs> he might go with, you know, uh, Mikel Franco. But, you know, if Fran's falling out of the top six and you have someone more applicable, you know, in terms of baseball knowledge, such as the Stein, um, you know, Stein is a pick for way late, God help him. Uh, I could easily see uh, Goldschmidt going in the top six. But looking overall at what we have available for the entire draft um, in the first round, you know, we'll touch on that a little bit. But uh, the, the player base is very deep. I would be very curious to see who is in that overall top six. I think Goldschmidt probably just misses that, but um, you know, before we get into that, let's see what else you have, Kevin Stewart. Sure. Uh, just a few other predictions to follow up on. We have pre predicted the NL and AL MVPs in the league. Um, let's just run through those. I picked Arenado and Donaldson. Actually, Donaldson hit really well, but uh, was injured for part of the season, so he came in at 22nd. Arenado was fourth place overall in voting. Um, Matt, I think you asked this question, so you didn't uh, give your thoughts. Jake also picked Arenado, um, and he picked Betts for the AL. So Betts came in sixth overall there. And then Alec went with, you know, kind of the easy picks, in my opinion, but Goldschmidt and Trout, and they were third and fourth, respectively, in voting. So... We didn't even really get that close, but I guess no one really saw Stan or Judge coming, um, even though that's surprising because they're pretty big dudes. And again, failed predictions. I, I'm hoping we can get them back on and try to make up for it this season, but we'll see. I know they're pretty busy these days with their own podcast and Sixers hype. Speaking of uh, Stan and Judge, you know, what they did last year was pretty remarkable. Uh, do you think combine this upcoming year will they hit under or over 100 home runs combined mm. I think over 
I think they're just going to ball out. I mean, I think Judge is only probably going to get better. He's barely been in the league. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of the same, but I think his strikeout rate's going to improve this year in terms of a, in a good way. He struck out a lot last year. There's a, a long stint where he didn't really hit a lot of dingers, uh, struck out a lot, but you know, I think having stint in there as well, they're going to kind of feed off each other. It might be a little kind of home run race between the two of them, and also obviously, you know, whatever pitcher is going to have to pitch to them, it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, couple that in with uh, you know their catcher on the Yankees, as well as some other their fielders. Um, it's going to be a very tough lineup. They're probably going to combine for the most runs. Uh, probably them and the Astros in general. I would say are going to have the uh, the highest type of offense in the uh, entire majors. Yeah, I can't disagree with that. They're going to be a fun team to watch. Um, those bleacher seat prices are probably going to get jacked up pretty quick. I think that if the Astros can make a trade, I actually want to see what goes down. The The stove has been pretty cold, as Fran would say, these past couple weeks. Uh, there was talk today of Garrett Cole getting traded to the Astros um, for a prospect, but those turned out to be false. Um, but I think they are going to make a big move. I know Darvish is out there, which would be insane for him to go to either team. Um, and, you know, obviously Garrett Cole and Arietta, I believe, is holding out for Darvish to set the market price so any of those guys could make a move um, some other guys I've heard might be moving are McCutcheon I think the Giants were looking um, like heavily into him I think they passed on like JD Martinez some other oh Jay Bruce who's going back to the Mets uh, I, yeah McCutcheon had that bounce back year we'll see if he keeps it up he's getting up there in years but you know he's a stud so I'm hoping they that that fucking stove gets gets simmering real quick because I'm getting bored in the chat. Got to spice it up. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a little quiet. Um, I think this trade deadline coming up this year is going to be probably the most spectacular that we've seen in past years. There's going to be a lot of players on the market. Um, you know, I, I don't think Baltimore is going to be a playoff team. I think they're going to probably ship Machado off this year. Probably the deadline. <clears throat> Obviously, they're going to get a lot less than what they're probably asking for right now, but I think that's fine. If they know they can't resign him, they're going to try to get at least one elite elite prospect. Yeah. Um, I think probably the same goes for <clears throat> some of the players such as McCutcheon, uh, maybe even a Charlie Blackman. If the Rockies aren't doing well, they're probably going to try to ship him off. I could see maybe the Giants going after Blackman, but we'll see what happens there. Um, Interdivision inter rival probably won't do that, but um, you know that remains to be seen. St. Louis probably has a lot of payroll flexibility in the coming years, and they're a big market team, so don't be uh, alarmed if St. Louis enters the market for some of these big uh, free agents coming up. Cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. I, I could see Machado moving. Yeah, like you said, wouldn't expect a big return, and Blackman would probably be a good fit in San Francisco, although his hitting would take a hit. <laughs> Um, but, you know, he, he's got that kind of homeless, scruffy look, and he seems like pretty laid back, so he would feel at home. Um, let's move on to our next segment here, and potentially last. We wanted to keep this one short, just uh, get you guys excited. I don't want you to put you to sleep yet, um, but we wanted to take a look at the first round with, you know, the draft pick finalized and... Um, we can kind of predict at least like the top 30 or so guys that might be kept. We have an idea of who's going to be out there. I wanted to just throw out our ideas of how the first round might go so we can see how far we get here. Um, 
of course, Matt said we'd be talking about him a lot. Alec has the first two picks. Um, fully ready to chug a beer, maybe for each one, depending on who he picks uh, at the draft on March 17th. What do you think here? I mean, I, I think we know the first first one off the board, right? Like, I mean, when I'm looking at this list, <clears throat> I don't see in any world that you don't take Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw. Um, honestly, Kershaw has some back issues, but he's so far ahead of everyone else. There is a potential that Chris Sale can emerge as that first pitcher off the board based on his team, uh, based on his track record as well. Uh, he probably comes closer to around 300 strikeouts per year. Um, but I, I don't really see how you don't take Trout as the first bat off the board. Um, Jose Altuve is obviously a very, very close second. Um, Bryce Harper is probably number three there, but Trout is still the, the elite player. He's only about 26 years old. Uh, you're still going to be getting him for about the first four years of his prime, prime uh, years, up until the age of 30. So uh, I really don't see how you don't take Mike Trout and Clayton Kershaw. That's a good point. I feel like Alec might be scared off by uh, Kershaw's recent back issues. And I, I just really don't think that he can pass up the idea of having prime Mike Trout and Bryce Harper fucking slashing or rather slugging for 700 each making it rain, if you will, especially Mike Trout having a team. I'm not, I could see that happening, but let's stick with Trout and Kershaw for now. I think that's the most likely outcome if we had to put probabilities on it. Um, so let's assume those guys are off the board and move on to JJ, who's who's been uh, silent. I mean, he's not in the chat and I miss him. If he hears this, I want him back. Um, but, you know, I don't want to seem too needy. So who do you think he's looking at? The young JJ. Um, I think JJ is more of a bat guy. Um, he's, he, he has a pretty good track record with the uh, pitchers. But I think when it comes down to it, he's going to be going after a bat to kind of solidify his lineup. And I think Jose Altuve is that perfect fit. He's going to be hitting for average, hitting for home runs, stolen, uh, stolen bases. So, um, honestly, if Trout and Kershaw go off the board, I think he goes Altuve. Um, Harper is probably a very close second there, but um, Altuve is probably my guy for JJ. Gotcha. I could see him going Altuve. Um, Altuve or Harper, I would say. I think he would lean towards Harper. I don't know. I feel like these Alec and JJ just love the, that potential ceiling that Harper has that we saw in the 2015 season, just really going off and dominating the league. And he's so young, it's crazy. So you're not gonna have to worry about him stealing less um, or anything like that in his four-year contract that you're gonna get with him. That's the only reason I could see him, but Altuve has been more consistent over the past two years. So let's go with that. Next up is Alex. And there's been a lot of talk in the chat um, everyone's thinking he's going Goldschmidt, and I, I kind of agree, I guess. Here we have, yeah, so let's say it's it's going to be Goldschmidt versus Sale versus Altuve or Harper. Uh, those are the guys that would realistically be there that he would be considering. So 
do you think there's a chance that he would go pitcher first? What's your kind of take on his team composition and how he tries to manage? Sansone? Yeah. Sansone always likes those dingers. <clears throat> he's proved it plenty of times with the young Miggy. Um, he's proven it with Nelson Cruz. He's proven it with God knows who else, but I think Sansone loves the dingers. He lives and, by, lives and dies by them. Um, one guy off this board that I think is going to not only hit dingers, but also hit for average steal bases is not only then Paul Goldschmidt. Um, I think Alex needs a first baseman, even though he does have Will Myers. Um, Will Myers probably go into that utility slot because Goldschmidt is a once in a lifetime type of talent and Goldschmidt will be off the board by Sansone. I can see that, but I, I want to ask, or I at least want to talk about like Stanton. Like he put it on this ridiculous season, 59 home runs. I honestly didn't think I would see that like in my lifetime. And his play discipline, I believe, improved um, even over his like previous peak year. Uh, slugging 631, batting 281. Like he's a beast, and he's going to the Yankees, who we talked about having that high-powered lineup. Could you see him going like fourth or third overall? I think one year compared to number of years based on Harper, Sale, Goldschmidt, Rizzo is going to outweigh that. Obviously, the Yankees have a very small park, but Goldschmidt also has the desert, very dry air as well. So I think he can probably air it out just as well as Stanton can. But obviously, Stanton hit close to 60-some home runs last year. So... Um, it's a toss-up. I think Alex will go with his gut and probably go with Goldschmidt. Uh, it's a safer bet, even though Stan is a little bit younger and has a little bit more of a ceiling. Sure, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, Goldschmidt jacking up 36 is nothing to sneeze at, so I think he'll probably go with the safe bet. Um, he wants to make he wants to make a run in one of the next couple of years, I feel like, because he hasn't been at the top for quite a while. Um, We'll give him Goldschmidt here. And next up, we got Sean. So this was mentioned in chat as well, but he, he likes those Brooklyn bad boys or Bronx bombers, whatever you want to call them. So I'm thinking he goes Stanton because let's see, he's keeping Sanchez. He's got Trey and he's got Severino. So adds to that Yankee package. Who else would he be keeping? Should have this up. Yeah, I think Stan is who he goes with, assuming Alex takes Goldschmidt. Um, if Stan's available and he has Judge with that as well, I don't see how you don't do that. Um, if not only is it a bad fantasy baseball to have two players on the same team that are elite, um, I think if anything, it'd be fun. And you can obviously switch them um, you know, around the trade, that trade deadline to – Know, bolster your lineup a little bit more. So I think he goes stand to kind of have that one-two punch in the Yankees lineup and then you know, really hit a lot of dingers to kind of float him through the season. I could totally see that, yeah. Um, I wonder if you get like any kind of set bonus if you get both Judge and Stanton. That seems ridiculous. Maybe like plus five home runs on the year. Yeah, I think that's that's okay. Yeah. But uh, that'd be an awesome team to watch, especially if he keeps another – Ding banger like Corey Dickerson, something like that. Um, so yeah, let's give him Stanton. I feel like that's the way he's gonna lean. You say uh, ding banger or dick banger? I think I said ding banger. 
Okay. Well, Fran probably heard you say Dick Banger. He loves that shit. Speaking of Fran, he's up next. So Yes. So, yeah, please. you know what? Um, about those first five picks, what can you tell from that so far? People like hitters. People like hitters. You know what Fran likes? Trades. Fran loves to play catch, so he will probably be taking a pitcher so we can catch all season. Um, honestly, the best pitcher available next is probably the young Chris Sale on the Boston Red Sox. I don't see how you don't pick Chris Sale in this situation. He's probably better than Corey Kluber, you Darvish, Madison Bumgarner. So I think Chris Sale is a safe bet for Fran at number six. Yeah, Scherzer's also out there. He's been a freak, but he's just so old. So let's slide Chris Sale in there because I agree. Um, you know, if it comes back to Sean at pick seven, I actually think that Sean would have liked to take a pitcher here. But uh, only Scherzer is out there who's this highly ranked, um, as well as Kluber. But I just think they're too old. He always tries to go for these young players who have the, the high upside um, long term. I think he probably goes Harper here. At that point, his team is just absolutely ridiculous in the hitting department, and he does have the pitchers to back it up. Yeah, I agree with that. I think if he has Stan and then Frango sale, um, Harper is obviously the next best player off the board. It's going to be curious to see if Fran wants to go with an arm or a bat. But I think Fran will settle for um, Chris Sale in this regard. Talking about Fran or Sean? You know, pretty much everyone. You know, yeah. just talking about everyone. Yeah, I'm sure if Sale was out there, he would definitely take him. Um, I think. If Fran drafts Sale, Sean will get Harper for sure. But I can see that being flip-flops, no problem. Yeah, agreed. Um, and that'll be pretty cool to see them just hanging out together, probably banging some beers. I could see Fran passing out midway into the second round. Um, not sure how much he drinks these days, but I'm excited. I'm excited for the draft. Thanks for setting it up, by the way. Yeah, you know what it is. March 17, 2018, St. Patrick's Day at Northern Liberties, Philadelphia. And then we come to me at pick eight. This is why I really don't like pick eight. I feel like there's not nothing exciting out there for me left over from um, finding those first seven. Got Rizzo, Corey Kluber, Scherzer, Bumgarner. Um, Joey Votto is someone that I've been thinking about, but again, he's... Like I said, I'm in sell mode for this season. Hit me up for picks. My number is 267-229-2973. And <laughs> that's got to um, there's, nothing, there's nothing here for me. I, I think I obviously can't give away my thoughts, actually, so I'll pass. Alec will get to me somehow. But I'm, I'm not enthused about what's happening at pick eight. Yeah, to be honest, um, if you are in sell mode and think you got to go young, I originally had you picking Rizzo here, who is still pretty young on a very good Cubs lineup. But uh, one person that actually might be a reach when you think about it compared to who else on the board, but if you think about it long term, might actually not be, is the young George Springer on a very good Houston Astros team. They're going to be bolstering their pitching staff. They're going to continue to win games. They're going to continue to hit a lot of home runs, score a lot of runs. I think George Springer is just becoming who everyone thinks he's going to be. 
and he's going to be a top five outfielder moving forward. Yeah, I could see that if he keeps up what he did in the playoffs. I mean, it was just insane. Uh, maybe he's finally finding his groove, and if he can avoid injury, injury which is a big if, um, I could see him being up there in that top five, like you said. I'll throw him on there. Beyond this, it's kind of hard to predict. Um, so. so from here, I think we're going to see a run of pitchers. Um, based on what bats we had left, what pitchers we had left, uh, we have about Corey Kluber, Max Scherzer, Madison Bumgarner. Uh, we have Josh Donaldson. If you do not pick Rizzo, we obviously have Rizzo. We also have Steven Strasburg. So honestly, I think it's a pitcher's market right now. Um, looking at Jake Blanton, I think based on all those pitchers, looking at his team as well, Corey Kluber probably stacks up to be the best pitcher available, and I think he's going to go with Corey Kluber. Um, it just kind of makes sense with Jake. Um, Jake seems pretty chill. Corey Kluber seems pretty chill, so it seems like a marriage. Gotcha. I think that's very reasonable. Um, comes back to JJ. I think you know he's definitely looking to compete against Alec this year. Yeah, it's really interesting. JJ um, – you know, he, he, he likes to compete, but he, he, he really just doesn't compete. Um, he usually misses on a lot of his picks. Um, I actually – this is a really tough choice for JJ. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are going to think this pick is going to be a home run. Um, it will be for the first year, maybe two years, but obviously it's going to fall off. Um, but he's going to go with Max Scherzer in this regard. Scherzer's obviously an elite pitcher, but he is getting up there in age. Um, I think he might start to lose some velocity, so I think it's going to come right around the time that JJ starts to get good, um, and then Scherzer's just going to let him down. So unfortunately, he's going to pick Scherzer. Um, it's just not really going to look out for him, uh, work out for him. I mean, Scherzer is what thirty. Let's see. I don't want to be wrong. Yeah, you know what? I just, I just feel really bad for JJ sometimes. Like he 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 really does try to be uh, you know in it, but his uh, his players just never tear uh, you know pan out. So I I I don't know. I feel bad. I hope that he bounces back this year. In that case, he seemed to. Be yeah, I don't think he will, but we'll see. He seemed to be really down on him, dude. Uh, maybe you just miss him. Hopefully he shows up to that draft March 17th, 2018. Yeah, I don't think he's going to show up, but it's fine. Uh, Jage, we hope you're there. You know, just looking at picks and Max Scherzer, I really feel like he could be a villain in any horror movie. He's a scary-looking dude. He's only 33, but he's got the different colored eyes, dichromatic, and he's just kind of got that insane emptiness in his eyes i wouldn't be surprised if i'd try to shake his hand as like hey max like you know i'm from philly but respect he would just knife me right in the heart i could totally see that yeah yeah i can see that too uh watch out kevin watch out after that matt yeah so honestly here um based on what's going to be available after those first 10 picks or so um i think it's going to probably be a pitcher um, if you're looking at who's left, it's going to be probably either a Bumgarner or Steven Strasburg. Uh, when you couple that with who I have keeping, it's going to be around Chris Archer, Dustin Verlander. Any one of those is going to complement that and have a very good top three rotation. So, um, you know, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick the Madison Bumgarner. But at the same time, Steven Strasburg is very intriguing, especially after his numbers the last year. 
yeah, that would be a tough choice between the two. For some reason, I just think Bumgarner is a little more adorable. Um, of course, when he's not dirt biking, and I think that's who you're going to lean towards. Yeah. And 12th pick and 13th pick, funny enough, is again Alec Lafontaine. Oh, Jesus. This is going to be a tough one, man. It's going to be a lot, a lot of drinking in the next year. Like, just like ridiculous amounts. Uh, Gonna have to check into rehab, but doing a dry January, just trying to prep myself for that. Jesus, March 17th, 2018 might be considered D Day. Yeah, so if you look at Alec, um, you know, he's gonna be having Trout, he's gonna be having Kershaw. Let's see who else he's keeping. He's gonna be keeping Chris Bryant. Um, besides that, I believe Jose Abreu is still available to him to keep, um, even AJ Pollock. And with that, he's also keeping Jay DeGrom. Um, so obviously, he's gonna have a very, very formidable lineup, especially adding those guys on. Also, Noah Syndergaard. So, you know, he's obviously the front runner this year. But honestly, if you're looking at his picks, um, if he does pick Kershaw, Kershaw's going to throw his back out. He's probably going to miss the second half of the season. Um, honestly, Trout might have a regression this year, and he probably might hit about 210. Just kidding. He probably won't. He's going to be amazing. Um, so, honestly, Alex is going to have a great team. Um, unfortunately, in 2018, it shouldn't be him. If he does not win, it's going to be uh, the biggest upset probably in the history of this league moving forward for the next 30 years. Um, but we can all hope that someone does dethrone him. We can only hope. I mean, with this lead out, let's see. He probably takes Rizzo here, right? Somehow Rizzo made it past through to pick 12, even though that's what, 280, slaps a consistent 33 home runs, something like that, um, and is in one of the highest-powered offenses in the league. But he makes it here. Alex scoops him up. That's the end of our first round. So uh, looking at that, we have Trout at number one, then Kershaw, Altuve, Goldschmidt, Stanton, Sale, Harper, Springer, Kluber, Scherzer, Bumgarner, and then Rizzo. So um, pretty good, pretty good first round. Um, You know, one person I don't see there, actually two people, is going to be Matt Stein and Chris Stewart. Unfortunately, they're not picking in this first round. God help them. Um, you know, I'm really curious to see they're going to come out of the, the bottom two of the league after this first round, but, you know, that remains to be seen. There's obviously JJ, there's obviously Blanton, so anything can happen. Yeah, I think maybe even more interesting than the actual regular season record, just because I think Alec is going to run away with it, might be to see really how bad Stein's team is. He doesn't have his first pick until pick number 66, and no doubt that he's going to try to sell um, future picks try to go for it yet again and he'll probably do that as far out into like the year 2100 or something because that's he's just always going for it yeah I think Stein's going to load up on mid-round picks for the next draft uh, he's going to sell a lot of the deadlines probably going to get a few winners with his picks this year um, he, he's pretty smart um, but ultimately this is not the year for him I would guess that next year probably won't be as well but um, I think Stein will probably be back to competing in 2020 and be able to kind of bring it home again. Wow, that would be impressive. All right, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here. First episode of 2018. Really excited. 
Hope you guys are too. From here, yeah. at, here on the East Coast, it's your boy, Kevin Stewart. The young dick slapper. And, and it's your boy, Medidi. I'm coming here from you live from Philadelphia, 19123. I oh, uh, hope you loved it. Uh, we're going to have a lot more content in the next couple of weeks, but uh, we're trying to you know get your dicks hard a little bit here ahead of the draft. And again, March 17th, 2018, 843 North 3rd Street, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That is where it's going to be happening. And we're going to have big boards. We're going to have beer. We're going to have food. We're going to have a lot of fun. If you're not here, it's your loss. 